Hello. Welcome to Tales of a Latin Mommy, the ultimate guide to rebuilding a financial foundation. The podcast that inspires you to change your relationship with money and motivates you to rebuild your financial foundation. I'm your host, Melanie Arce. Hola, everybody. What's up? This is Melanie Arce, your favorite Latin mommy. And today I'm talking to an old school friend here, Stu Massingill. Stu Massingill is on a mission to change the statistic from 80% of people not loving what they do. 80% of people falling in love with what they do. He is a peak performance strategist for Tony Robbins and the founder of Finding Direction podcast. Through his podcast and university, he helps people go from lost in life to creating a life full of passion and fulfillment. As a high achiever under 30, Stu has accomplished many things from building an eight-figure business at 20 years old to beating cancer at 24 years old. Stu brings his passion and heart to create lasting impact across the globe. Hey, Stu. <laughs> hey, Melanie. It's uh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm glad we were able to reconnect. I know. Me too. I, I've just always admired you, and you've always just had that grit. And really, before I knew what a podcast was, you were already doing it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It's been a journey for sure. Yeah, I, I decided to reach out to you because I know you're working with Tony Robbins now. And yeah. I'm sure, you know, there are people like myself, not just single women, but young folks who are looking for that sort of kick in the ass, you know, and um, your podcast is all about finding direction. So I thought, you know, I got to reach out to Stu and see if he would come on my podcast and share his, you know, his journey and what that looks like. Because, I mean, it's it's all about like peaks and valleys, right? Totally. 100%. Yeah. So go ahead, Stu. I mean, like, go ahead, man. I'm going to let you take the stage and you tell us what's going on. Yeah, I'll give a quick synopsis i'll try to keep it short <laughs> but long story short i i grew up in the bay area and grew up in a very blessed family i guess you could say I had two great parents older brother just real beautiful family dynamic a lot of love in the household and grew up just with encouragement mom used to always say encourage don't discourage and i think that's a big theme that has continued to propel me to do the things i do in my life is always being like let me try something or do something and experiment it because if I never try, I'm never going to know. And so I kind of grew up traditionally, you know, you go to school, you get good grades, you go to college, you get better grades, you graduate, you get a high paying job. And so I was kind of going down that path, doing a little entrepreneurial things here and there, sold candy in high school, sold skateboards in high school, came to college, was going to start a skateboard company. And long story short, when I was a freshman, my business partner that I was starting the skateboard company with called me one day. And he was just like, we're not doing this anymore. I've found gold, like we're doing something else. And long story short, he introduced <laughs> me to a network marketing company. Uh -huh. um, and for those people that are not familiar with network marketing, essentially what network marketing is, is there's a larger company and they make the products, they fulfill the products. They basically do the majority of 
the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you come in and you become basically a business owner within a business. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you grow a business of customers and distributors. And the more product that you're moving through your business, basically the more income you're making. And so basically I got into that, ended up doing that for four years. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the most, to this day, probably one of the most incredible experiences I've had in my life. Cause it really pushed me to grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know we were talking before we started recording of like introvert and extrovert. And I was the just biggest introvert when I got into this business. And part of the business was if you want to be successful, you need to learn how to be an extrovert or already be one. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like learning how to public speak, learning how to have conversations with people, learning how to do kind of all those like people skills that I didn't have growing up. And so I grew a bunch through that. I got introduced to like the personal development world and the, the ideology that, you know, if you're not born with something, that doesn't mean that you can't learn it. It's just that someone's probably spent more time learning and studying those things than you. But if you put time and effort into learning something, you can become just as good as somebody else. And so long story short, I did that for four years, uh, did a business. We did about $8 million in revenue over the four years. And yeah, it went super well. I had a team that I was leading like 4,000 people and it was cool. It was like such a moment of growth. And then for me, four years into it, long story short, kind of internally in the company, some things happen. And so I had to do something different. And this was probably when I went in for me into the biggest pain of my life, I guess you could say. And the pain was that I went from living the cliche of like, you never work a day in your life if you love what you do to the next day being like, why the heck am I here? What am I supposed to do with my life? Feeling like everything that I thought I was, I was no longer like, it was such a moment of why the heck am I in this world? Uh -huh. um, which for oh. me was so painful because I knew what it was like to do something every day that lit you up. And so long story short, I went into this searching phase, I guess you could say of, you know, how the heck do I, how, how do I get back? Because there's a saying, it says, once the mind expands, it can no longer contract. Mm -hmm. And my mind had expanded to the reality that you, you can do something that lights you up every single day. And you should, you should never settle for anything less because someone else out in the world is living your dream life. And if someone else is living it, whether that's a career, whether that's um, a job, whether that's a business they've started, if someone else has done it, you can do it too. You just got to do some searching to figure out how to get there. And so I went into searching. I figured I'm going to travel. I'm going to, you know, go find myself as I travel. And long story short, I went to, I guess I keep saying long story short, this is not short. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. I just have to chime in and say people better go and follow you on Instagram because you're the most amazing person under 30. It, it, it's like you've lived ages and <laughs> you're <laughs> under 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank thank you so much. I massively appreciate it. And, and so for me, you know, kind of going back, I was like, I'm going to travel. And so I went to New Zealand. I was supposed to go there for seven months and basically three days into my trip there, just to be transparent, notice something wasn't correct with my uh, boys downstairs, oh. I guess you could say, just being fully transparent. And so I had a skydiving appointment in the morning, couldn't cancel that. So I went and did the no. jump and, and, then, and then went to the hospital because I was like, you know, if, if they're going to send me home or if something's going to happen, I got to at least get my dive in. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and it was beautiful. 
It was beautiful. We went up like, I think 18,000 feet, jumped over this beautiful lake in New Zealand, mountains in the background with snow. It was like unfreaking believable. So then went to the hospital. And then when I was at the hospital, after like two days of tests, they kind of did the thing where they, you know, like legit out of a movie, sit you down, you know, take a seat, close the door behind you. And they go, sir, there's some sort of mass. Um, it's either benign or it could be cancerous, but like we suggest you get the next plane flight home, see your doctor and figure out what's going on. And so got the next plane flight home. So basically now three days after my seven month supposed to be trip, I was on a plane back home. And so I got home, saw my doctor, what it ended up being was testicular cancer. And so it ended up eventually spreading into my stomach as well. And so they basically just did a bunch of surgeries where they cut me open left, right, moved all the cancer out. Thankfully, I'm healthy today. But it was a process for sure of, you know, I was 24, a couple of days before my 24th birthday at the time. And nowhere in my brain did I ever think that cancer would be something that came into my life. Um, wow. But yeah, so, so I went through wow. that for about a year, just like getting surgeries, recovering and doing all that. I didn't have to do chemo, thankfully, which from friends I know that have gone through cancer is just a crazy process. But yeah, so I did a bunch of surgery, got the cancer removed, and then went back into, okay, now I'm done with the cancer. But still, what the heck am I supposed to do with my life? Right. And so then I went back into this searching mode of how can I do different things and try different things and experiment. And I thought I wanted to do action sports. So I went uh -huh. and worked for Vans, the big action sports company for a bit. And then when I was there, that's probably when I had the most recent like aha moment of my life was, and, and this is something I would encourage anybody that, you know, if you're trying to figure out your life and you're working somewhere or you're, you know, not quite sure if you're where you're, where you want to be is I asked myself a question and it depends if you want to be an entrepreneur or not. But the question I asked myself was as I was working at Vans, if I woke up in five years and owned this company, because my dream was I want an action sports company. That's what I thought my dream was. So I said, if I woke up one day in five years and own this company, for anybody, if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, you just want to be an employee and you want to work for someone and that's all great. Maybe the question you ask yourself is if I woke up in five years and I was in my boss's shoes, that's kind of the first part. And then the second part was, would I be excited, ecstatic, waking up every day, kind of pinching myself going like, holy crap, I can't believe this is my life. And instantly, I, I think there's divinity in life, right? Grace, you, you ask a question, you're going to get an answer. And when I asked that question, instantly, what came back to me was no, you would not be happy doing that you want to help people. And then that's, that's really when the big light bulb came for me is, okay, well, what skills do I have? What things can I teach people? And that's kind of when I went into the process of how we met where I started doing events at San Diego State and speaking and teach people about like, communication, networking, um, how to figure out what you want to do with your life. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, basically went down that. That's how Finding Direction podcast was born. Now we have Finding Direction University where we're actually helping people go through the process of figuring out their life and working with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Because I think there's just too many mm -hmm. people that one, don't love what they do. Yeah. And then two, there's a lot of people that, and, and I think from talking before, we've both been there that have been in the seat of what the heck do I do with my life? Um, yeah. And so I really love helping people navigate through that process because i think we all mm -hmm. deserve a life that lights you up not a life that you go yeah this is my job but it's just my job and i don't really love it because that's what a job is it's like horse crap like that's 40 hours of your life a week you sleep another probably 40 hours and then you got some change left in between there 
it's like you're you're spending a quarter of your life doing something that makes you miserable. I just I don't accept that. Yeah. 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 So I love helping people do that. And then also throughout that process, somehow ended up working with Tony Robbins. Um, like, oh, you just fell into it. Yeah. And Tony, for me, he's been a mentor and a guide in my life over the last almost decade now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I was I was introduced to Tony when I was probably 19. So I guess uh -huh. and I'm 28 now. So about a decade. And yeah, I just, you know, figured if if I can learn from someone that's done what I want to do and Tony Robbins is the number one coach in personal development world, yeah. then I can learn a lot from him. So I, I've been working with Tony for almost two years now. Mm -hmm. And that's just been a really cool process as well, just to like, see how he operates and learn all the things he teaches. Mm -hmm. And so that's not a long story short of yeah. kind of the journey that I've been through. And, <laughs> and as we spoke about in that whole process, obviously had the journeys in, in the hills and the peaks and the valleys of making a lot of money being stupid with it, spending it all and waking up one day after making, you know, six figures and going, holy crap, I made all this money and, you know, I have, I don't really have any of it anymore. I don't, you know, and, and so I've learned a lot through that process of, you know, how to be smarter with money and then kind of all that as well. So it's, it's been a journey for sure, but it's been fun. Wow. Wow, man. What have you learned from Tony? I mean, Tony is, Tony Robbins is, awesome, right? He's world renowned and everything like that. But I mean, I've heard your yeah. podcast too, man. And um, you're just so wise for your age. Like, honestly, help me, <laughs> help me, Stu. <laughs> help me yeah. figure out, like, how do I get my shit together? Really? It's not that I don't have like the passion because I have the passion, but how do we learn to like stay focused. Right. And I mean, you talk to people all the time yeah. on your podcast about finding direction. I'm sure you've heard a million different stories about how to do it. What have you picked up from this? How, how do people stay focused when they're trying to rebuild their lives? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I think, I think the first thing is just giving yourself grace, you know, like we go throughout life sometimes so much and we go, well, I'm supposed to have it figured out, or I'm supposed to have it all together and this and that and the other. And it's like, I think sometimes the first step is just taking a deep breath mm -hmm. and going, you know, it's going to be okay. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to figure this out. And and especially nowadays, like, you say you're starting over and you're figuring out you, you look at statistics and studies, it's like, we will probably live till we're 100 years old, like we have a long time to live. So we got, a, we got plenty of time to, to build the life we want, because we have a long life to live. So I think the first thing is like giving yourself grace. And then I would say the two other biggest things that I've picked up from talking to all these people from my own experience is the number one of two biggest things is you have to understand that to really create a life you want, it takes time. And fortunately, unfortunately, there's pros and cons, but we live in an Instagram world today where you go on Instagram and your five best friends and 20 people you don't even know are all showing you that they're living their fucking, excuse my French, dream life mm -hmm. where everything's perfect. You know, roses are growing over here and they're showing you their highlight reels. So when we look at that, we kind of go at our life and we go, oh man, again, I don't have it figured out. They have it figured out, but it's like, you never know what's going on, on the other side of that curtain, mm -hmm. right? And so the first thing is figuring out it's gonna take time and how we do that is we gotta try as many things as possible when you came uh, to the event I did, I talked about this, but it's like, 
we talk about an analogy of pizza. Like, how did you figure out you liked pizza? You didn't look at the pizza, smell it. Your friend walked by and said, pizza's good. And you went, okay, I like pizza. You tried a slice, right? And you figured out you liked it. Then maybe someone put it, like, I hate olives. How did I figure out how I hate olives? I tried an olive and I was like, this is disgusting, mm-hmm. right? It's, this, is, this, is, this does not fit my taste buds. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to do in life, and it takes time, is we need to try different things, right? Go out and try marketing. And, and when you do that, does it taste good? Does it fit your taste buds? Or do you go, you know, this isn't really my jam. Then go try maybe, like you said, insurance, mm-hmm. right? And you try insurance and you see, is this something that really lights me up? Or is this something that, that doesn't really light me up? And so that's kind of part one is realizing it takes time and we need to try different things. And then the second thing, which I think hands down, if you leave this part out, it's going to be much harder to get to where you want to be is you have to listen to your inner voice. Like when I went to New Zealand, for example, I had this little whisper inside of me that said, buy a one-way ticket to New Zealand. Like go travel there for eight months. And most people, even including myself, when I first heard that whisper, I was like, that's like, what? Like, that's crazy. But the inner voice was like, you've always wanted to go there. Like go there, just experience life. And I listened to that voice. You know, then again, when I was at Vans, I had the whisper that said, you don't want to do this. You want to help people. And like I networked well when I was at Vans. So I had opportunities to work there if I wanted. And Vans is the coolest company I've worked for culture wise. Mm-hmm. It's like the culture is just insane. Mm-hmm. And so most people go, well, you're at Vans. It's a great company. You can make good money. It all looks good from the outside. But I had to listen to the inner voice that said, no, you don't want to, you don't want to do this. You want to do something else. And so I think as we go throughout life and we experiment and we try different things, as you listen to that inner voice, like I pray every single day in the morning, try to at night. And then throughout the whole day, I'm listening to myself, but it's always listening to like, what's that whisper saying? Is it saying, go try this, do this. And even though many times that whisper, you're going to go, what the heck? Like that doesn't make any sense. You got to listen to it. And if you listen to that and you try things, I think that is the ultimate formula to figure out what really lights you up in your soul and, and, and what's the thing that's really going to, you know, again, make you wake up every single day and pinch yourself and go, you know, holy crap, Mm -hmm. I can't believe this is the life. And I think if there's a third kind of sprinkle on there, that's going to help you enjoy the process much, much more is just gratitude. You know, it's, it's funny. I was putting something on Instagram the other day about like being happy and I'm, I am a wickedly happy person. Like I'm, yeah. And I'm, I'm really positive. I'm extremely grateful for my life, but it was funny as I was writing mm-hmm. this post, I was realizing that about nine years ago, when I started diving into personal development, I have this vivid memory of, I saw this one guy speak and he had a book and I never ended up reading the book, but the book was something called like how to be happy. And I remember just being like, I need this book because like, I'm not happy. Um, and my whole belief was when I get here, I'm going to be happier. When I accomplish this thing, I'm going to be happy. And I think so many times we go through life and we go, when I get here, I'm going to feel X. But the reality is when you get there, the person that decides you're going to feel X is who? It's you, right? So rather than saying, when I achieve this in a year or six months or five years or whenever it is, then I'm going to feel this. Why not feel it now? And and like, there's a saying, it goes, rather than achieve to be happy, happily achieve. And I think the way that you do that is gratitude. Um, you know, find yourself a daily practice where every single day you can write down five to 10 things you're grateful for. And then it's like, doesn't matter what's going on in your life, whether, you know, 
something horrible just happened or whether something amazing just happened, but you're teaching yourself to appreciate the little things in life. And I think you kind of put all those together and that's how you can really build a life that you deserve. Right. Right. I believe the same sort of ideology that you're talking about. Uh, I'm more spiritual myself. And that's one thing that I learned too. Happiness isn't necessarily the destination. It's about the path to it. You know, like there's no reason why you have to put it off. Um, I guess the thing though, like that I am curious about, you're younger than me. You're like, (laughs) you're 10 years younger than me, man. (laughs) I'm always like flabbergasted when I talk to you, like this kid is so young. But you, I've been fortunate. <laughs> but you have so much life experience. Um, I guess the thing that I would want to ask you is like, how do you manage to stay positive about it? You're always positive. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be still. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, one, I massively appreciate it. Two, it's been a journey to get here, so I can relate. Like, just like I was saying, I used to ask like, how do I get happy? And I go back to this quote I found when I was in high school, I think I was like a senior in high school. And I was making this like picture frame with like all my friends faces in it, just because I wanted something to like, like I liked my friends. So I wanted something on my wall that was, you know, that make me smile. And I put a quote in the middle. And I was doing all this searching for um, I mean, I guess ultimately it was around like how to be happy. And there was one part of this larger quote, that I think for me, this is when it was like, I, I'm only going to be happy and positive is it said every moment of sadness is a moment of happiness. You'll never get back. Oh, wow. You know, and what I've realized in my life and what I would share with you as well is it's like when events happen in life, our brain tends to go, what's the worst that could happen or what could go wrong or you know, sometimes our brain goes to the negative and it creates this stress, this anxiety, all these things. But it's like, oftentimes when events happen in our life, they happen. The facts are the facts. And you being sad or angry or pissed off isn't really going to change it. Right? Like sometimes we go, oh, oh, I did this thing last week and I was talking to this person and they, they said this thing that really pissed me off. And now I'm angry at them right? Or whatever it is. And it's like, the event already happened. You being angry is not going to change that. It's not going to make it better. If anything, it's going to make it worse because you're going to react out of anger and not a positive state. But if it already happened, why not accept it and, you know, accept it, like choose to be in a positive state because being negative is not going to, not going to do anything. It's not going to help you. Like someone once told me, if you're angry at someone or have a grudge at someone, it's like swallowing a poison pill and expecting something to happen to them, you know? And and then I think part of it, like how I'm always so positive is gratitude. Like every day I wake up and I write down Uh 10 things I'm grateful for. I have this journal. It's literally right over there. And it says happy thoughts on the front. It's a picture of Snoopy. And then in it, I write 10 things I'm grateful for every single day. And I write it. I started off by go, I am so happy and grateful, fill in the blank. And I write, the way I do it is I write five things that are currently in my life that I'm grateful for. And then I write five things that I want in my life that I don't have yet, but I write it in the present tense. And what it does is I start off my day doing that every single day. And no matter what's happened, I know I have these five or 10 things that I can be grateful about. 
You have so many great, I guess for lack of a better word, I'm going to call them hacks. I know that I saw recently on your Instagram uh, and I commented on it. When you do your morning meditation, where is that post, darn it? Um, where is it? Was it the one in the lake? Yeah, the one in the lake. You say you reflect on three things you're grateful for. You send love to three people in your life, and then you visualize three things I want to create in the future. Wow, man, that's amazing. Honestly. <laughs> but it's funny. It's I, I used to go to these. I mean, I still go to personal developments all the time, but I it probably took me five years of hearing people say, write down things you're grateful for and like practice like meditation and things like that. And I do it for 10 minutes a day. So it doesn't take long. And I think that's the beauty is it's only 10 minutes, but it took me five years of hearing people say, do this, that one day I was finally like, I'm going to do it for like a month. And I did it for a month and it was like, wow, this has changed my life. And, and now, now I, I have to do it every single day. It's like a must in my life. And so, you know, I would say it's like to, to get into a place like that, like try it for a week you know, do it for two, two weeks for a month. And then notice, if you don't do it for the next week, notice, how do you feel? Maybe are more emotions flared up? Are you going to a not happy state a little bit quicker? Right? And you can kind of pick up on those things. But I would say it's, you know, try it for a week or two, see how you feel about it. But I think gratitude's the, the real key. Wow. And I guess the big thing also to take from this is really, you know, learning how to like, walk the walk. I know that I've been recording all of these podcasts and stuff, and I'm hearing all of and and really listening to my guests. And I, I, I know what to do, but I'll fall out of alignment. Right. And I won't practice what I'm preaching. Um, but it's you don't need to be like hard on yourself. You just sort of just readjust and get back into alignment. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. One, one quick, one quick thing I'll say on that, if that's okay. Like I'm an achiever, I would put myself in that bucket and, and I think you are as well. Right. And it's like, sometimes as an achiever, you get caught up in this thing of like, I got to get all these things done. And if we have 10 things we need to get done and we don't do one, we hammer ourselves on the one thing we didn't get done versus the nine things that we did really well. Whether that's, it could be, you know, today I put my dishes in the dishwasher and I made my bed and I also did this podcast. Like there could be all these different things, but one of the things I learned from Tony, which is forever changed my life and been a practice I put into my life is the reality that success breeds success and failure can't breed success. So when I go throughout my day, there's some days where it's like, wow, I crushed it. I did this, that, and the other. And I could be so proud to go to bed and go phenomenal. And then there's some other days I have where I go, that went awful. That didn't go the way I expected it. This was really crappy. You know, there's, there's, and I could go to bed at night thinking of those things and going, man, I didn't get that. I didn't quite do that the way I wanted. That didn't go at, at all. And I could go to bed and I could wake up and do the next day. But what happens is if you take those things you didn't do into the next day, failure can't breed success. So what I do, and this I'm not as consistent as uh, my gratitude, but it's like at the end of every day, when you have a great day, and especially more when you don't have a great day, simply ask yourself, what are three things that I crushed it on today? 
Like, what are three things that I could just be so proud of? Again, whether that was today, I got outside and I went on a walk. Like, I just got fresh air. It could be today I made my bed. It could be today I had a really beautiful conversation with this person in the store of the grocery line, right? It could be whatever. And just ask yourself, what are three things that I'm proud of today? Three things that I just feel I, I, I did good on today. And then go to bed with those things because then when you wake up the next day, even if they're small successes, success breeds success. So it's going to help you slowly build those steps to get to where you want to be. Hey, that's, that's pretty amazing, man. I really, I can't emphasize enough. Like Stu is a young dude, <laughs> but he, he is so positive and <laughs> just amazing, really. Thank you, Melanie. One of the things that he's an expert is talking about the power of your belief systems. And I think this runs right along the same lines of what you just said, right? Learning how to focus on like what you crushed that day is going to change your belief system about who you are. You know, like for myself, I will dump on myself for like not saving what I wanted to save for the current month. But I mean, I've done a, a million other things, you know, to set up myself on a better financial course. Does it, does it look like what I wanted to right. want it to look like? Am I, am I really successful? No, not yet. Um, but it's a work in progress, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, I just had to make sure that I circle back there. Yeah. I'm still not where I want to be, you know, and I still require like coaches, even if they're younger than me, like people like you, you know, to look up to ladies and gentlemen, once again, I'm talking to Stu Massingill. So before we go, Stu, I know, I know you have to go soon. So, um, if I can be a little bit of a pain in the ass here, uh, because I don't learn the first time or the second time. I learned the hard way, but everything that you're saying is resonating and I'm loving your hacks. So if you please, can you give me your best advice for getting on track? Or I should say for myself, for getting motivated. Uh, you know, can you just give me one last kick in the ass before you hit the road? Okay. Um, so I think, there's a couple different things. I think one of the most powerful things you can do is surrounding yourself with the right people, uh -huh. you know, because if you're around people that are negative, are pessimistic, are this, that, and mm -hmm. the other, you become who you surround yourself with, right? So it's like, if there's a way to go, okay, these people are a little bit more negative. Let me spend a little less time with them. And mm -hmm. these few people that I know are, you know, really positive. They're getting after it in life. They're doing these great things. Let me spend a little bit more time with them, right? And it's like, that's a quick way that you can do it. Um, I had another thought and I forgot it. Um, oh, I got it. So two sort of philosophies that I put into my life is one is there's this guy, Jim Rohn. He was one of Tony's early mentors, J-I-M-R-O-H-N. Uh -huh. And he's just like, a, he's like one of the early uh, pioneers of personal development. And one uh -huh. quote he always says, which I always come back to in my life. I try to come back to, obviously I'm not perfect at it, but he says, don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. And it's that sometimes I go throughout life 
you know, and I go, well, this didn't go the way I wanted that, or I didn't quite get there because this person did this and it prevented me from doing that or whatever it is. It's like just taking a moment and going, how could I be better? Right. And working on myself. And that kind of goes into the philosophy of work harder on yourself than you do on your business or your profession. Because if you work on yourself automatically, you're going to, you're going to grow in whatever it is that you do, right? Because 90% of the people aren't working on themselves and whatever they're doing. So if you can work on yourself, whether that's reading books, whether that's listening to YouTube, whatever it is, like you're going to learn how to build yourself up. And by building yourself up and becoming more valuable, you're going to do better in life. Mm -hmm. So one is don't wish you were easier, wish you were better. And then another thing, which kind of like you were saying is like, how do you get more of a kick in the ass is mm -hmm. I've always learned again, I think Jim Rohn maybe said this when I first heard it, is he says, don't wish you had more answers, wish you had more reasons, okay. right? Because sometimes we go, oh, I'm, I'm not a motivated person. And it's not that you're a motivated, not a motivated person, it's that you have impotent goals, right? You don't have, you don't have anything that gets you jacked the heck up and says, I'm making this happen no matter what. Like, I think for you, Melanie, and I think for anybody listening to this, we can probably all go back to some point in our life where we went, wow, that one time, I had that thing and it was like, you were not going to stop me. I was going to get it done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And why is it? It's because most likely you probably had some unbelievable reasons on why you had to do it. Yeah. Right. Like you have um, a daughter or son. I have three, dude. <laughs> okay. So you got three boys, girls. I have two boys and one girl. Okay. Two boys, one girls. And so I'm not a parent myself yet, mm -hmm. but Oftentimes what I hear from parents is like, if, if you have something you're trying to do in life, like once you have a kid, it's a whole nother level of rocket fuel yeah. to whatever, like whether it's income, whether it's professional, what, whatever it is, getting food on the table, whatever it is. Once you have kids, there's another level of rocket fuel that gets instilled into you because you're like, now it's not me, it's my child and I will not yeah. let my child down. And what's right. happening there again is you're getting more reasons. Your reasons are your kids, which are some of the most powerful reasons in the world. So yeah. I think one way to get as you say, a kick in the ass is it's like, look at what it is you want to achieve and ask yourself, what are more reasons that you can do that? And one kind of other thing that I'll share, and this is something that I do often, and it's helped continuously navigate me in my life is asking the question, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. Like I have a whiteboard that I'm looking at in front of me and it's just a massive whiteboard. And it's like kind of like a creative dump place for me. Like I just dump my thoughts and flow and see where things go. And one question I always ask myself, and I ask it multiple times is what do I really want? So I'll be like, what do I really want? And I'll be like, well, this year I want to hit, let's say this goal. And if I hit this goal, I'm going to make this income. And then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, what do I really want? And it's like, well, I really want that because by doing that, I get to impact people. And so what, why do I want to impact people? You know, and it just goes so deep until you kind of find this thing, you're like, holy crap, this is what I actually want. And then once you have clarity, clarity is power. Yeah. Right. If it, like, I would say, ask yourself five times, what do you really want? And you're going to get to a deep answer of this is the thing that I actually want. Right. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that clarity, you can move towards that, get your reasons on why you want it. And that's going to give you rocket fuel to, to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm so honestly motivated by just sitting here and talking to you <laughs> that is awesome man like just 
go for it. You know, don't let fear stop you. Like <laughs> that is ultimate. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so interesting, even with us being here today, is that all of it comes back to your mindset, right? And like, how can you train your mind to be in a positive state versus sad state, to be motivated versus unmotivated, to be happy versus depressed? It's, it's all comes back to your mindset. And how do you train that? And I think if there's maybe a, a silver lining from this is that it's building that muscle, right? It's like mm -hmm. an analogy that I share with people all the time is it's like, if we went to the gym once and got an hour workout in and left and we're coming out the door shouting, wow, I'm going to be fit for life. I'm going to be, I'm going to have a 12 pack the rest of my life. Everyone outside <laughs> of the, everyone that looked at us would look at us like, are you okay? Like you're crazy. But sometimes what happens is we read a book or we do a podcast like this, or we do something. And for the next hour, 12 hours, 24, 40 hours a week, whatever it is, we get this pump, right? Just like we left the gym. Like mm -hmm. we're like, wow, I'm, I'm fired up, motivated. I'm ready to go do it. But if we don't get the rep in next week or next day or whatever it is, that fizzles off for the last nine years. And I was so lucky that I was introduced to personal development when I was 19 years old. I've continuously, I wouldn't say day in and day out, but probably month in and month out, you know, every single year I have worked on how do I build my muscle to be happier? How do I build my muscle to be more positive? How do I build my muscle to be more grateful? How do I build my muscle to be whatever it is? It's been a, it's been almost a daily practice for the last nine years. Right. And mm -hmm. instead of the next time watching TV for an hour, pick up a book for 30 minutes you know, or instead of putting on that TV show right. that, yeah, it may be entertaining, but it's not really going to improve the quality of your life, go on YouTube and search something positive, right? Search how to be happier, right? And, and I promise you with the way the world is today, you're going to find so much content that teaches you that or how to be more grateful, how to be less anxious, like whatever it is, instead of doing something that maybe doesn't add value to your life, do something that does add value to your life. And if you build that muscle often enough, you know, you're going to wake up one day and you're not going to need to, I mean, you should keep training yourself, but it's going to be a little easier one day when you wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. In case I never get the chance to meet your mommy, make sure you tell her, you know, Thank she's you. an awesome mommy. I will let her know. She's sweet. This Stu guilt <laughs> story, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And the story still continues, you know, like, like we were talking about, like, I'm still figuring out my life. And, you know, I don't, I don't have it all figured out. But it's a constant daily process of how do I enjoy today as I continue to figure my life out? And how do I choose positivity over negativity? How do I choose happiness over depression? How do I choose patience instead of anxiety? You know, it's, it's, it's all of those things. It's a daily choice, mm -hmm. you know, because we're gonna be figuring out our life the rest of our life. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's a process. Yeah. It is a process. Oh my God. Thanks so much, Stu, for coming on this show. And I, I swear everybody needs to go out and follow Stu and the finding direction. You have a finding direction Instagram too, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you go to my Instagram, um, you can find it there and I'll spell my last name, but it's a little confusing. It's Stu Massengill. It's S T U M A S S E N G I L L. Mm -hmm. Cool. And if anybody has any questions or anything, you can send me a message. I will get back to you. I'm not the quickest at messaging, but I will get back to you 
I will get back to you. Um, <laughs> ideally, very quickly. And if, if I can do anything to support anybody that's listening to this or do anything to help you along the journey of figuring out your life, then, you know, I'll do anything to help you get there. So reach out if you have questions. And yeah. Yeah, everybody go out and listen to his podcast. And like I told you, just follow him on Instagram. He's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be doing a challenge coming up in a little bit as well. I believe it's going to be a five day challenge. And it's going to be all, it's going to be free oh. and it's going to be all about helping people figure out what they want to do with their life. So um, I'll keep you updated on that. But when that comes out, definitely we'll, we'll put it out on Instagram and social media. So if you follow there, you, you'll get all that. Info. You're such a cool dude, honestly. And I think that he always has a, like a positive word for me to take from every Perfect. conversation. So hit up that podcast, everybody. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, Melanie. Melanie, thank you so much for having me. It's been just a ball of joy to be here with you. And you have such a beautiful smile and soul and energy. And um, I just really appreciate you for reaching out and having me here and looking forward to the lives we get to impact here and, uh, and just looking forward to staying in touch as well. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No, man. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to today's episode. For more information on Stu Massengill, you can log on to his website at stumassengill.com. You can also find him on Instagram. You can also find him and Finding Direction podcast on Instagram as well. Hey, did you hear? Beginning Monday, October 11th, Stu is hosting a free five-day Find Your Future Challenge. For five days, he'll be going live and interacting with you for 30 minutes a day as you dive into the question, what do you want to do with your life? If you're feeling lost in life, stuck, or just like you're not doing the work that truly calls your soul, this is for you. Log in again to stumassengill.com or check him out on Instagram. Thanks again for listening. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at aventurastalesofalatinmommy.com or look in the description of the podcast for more information. 